Welcome to Beyond the Benediction. This podcast is created for the exploration of the Bible, the examination of the church, and the expectation of the Christian life. We will cover topics that will both challenge and encourage you and help us to live lives dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here's your host, Kevin Toomer. What's up, everyone? This is another not quite an episode. <laughs> it's been a while since I've done anything. Of course, I can't go too long without doing something. I'm still working on the channel and doing things for 2024. But uh, this one is going to be different. This is really more just insights, thoughts for me. This is kind of more of a personal uh, episode, personal from the perspective of we like to do New Year's resolutions, you know, things we want to accomplish in the new year. And maybe you're going to do some uh, for 2024. But with this particular episode, I want to do uh, things I've learned in 2023. So instead of a New Year's resolution, I'm doing 2023 observations or lessons, things that I learned in 2023. Now, if I was going to do a video on everything that I learned this year, the video will be hours and hours long. So, of course, none of us had that much time. So but I want to just cover just a few things that I've learned. Now, this is just, again, insights. Um, this is going to be different. I won't have any scriptures on the screen per se, uh, but I'm sure I'll refer to some uh, as I do this because this is just a kind of a off the cuff, something I have been thinking about doing. And it just today was a day I had some time. Um, so I want to go ahead and take care of this. Um, I'm not sure when I want to release this. Obviously, it'll be before the end of the year. So it may be this week, which is today I'm recording is actually uh, the 18th. So maybe tomorrow, <laughs> but we'll see what happens in terms of how this transpires. Um, but 2023 was like a lot of years for me personally, a year of a lot of ups and downs, successes and failures. Um, nothing drastic, thankfully, happened. I didn't experience any uh, tragedies in terms of my family. I didn't have any loved ones to pass away. I had people I know pass away, but no one close as far as my immediate family. Praise God for that. And for the most part, I got through 2023 uh, relatively healthy. Uh, again, my family's intact and uh, no major upheavals or anything like that for me personally. And I give God glory for that. Um, but again, just some things that I've learned this year, some things that I experienced some things that I encountered and just some things that made me kind of just like, you know what? That was a lesson for me for this year. And I want to uh, share these lessons with you and maybe you, these will resonate with you. Maybe you're like, we well, you know, wow, Kevin, that was me. That's something I learned this year. Or, you know what? I did learn that or experience that personally, but I can use that what you said. That's something I can use and glean from even in going into 2024. So again, it's not going to be a deep, uh, theological episode again, just semi-rambling, <laughs> mostly introspective, uh, just some thoughts of what I learned this year. So the first thing that I learned this year, and some of the stuff may not be a surprise to you, but again, this is for Kevin. <laughs> and some of the stuff is remedial, and you figure you should know by now, but we don't always learn our lessons the first time, or the second time, or the third time. <laughs> the first thing I learned for 2023, is that God does not owe me an explanation. So for that, I mean, there have been a lot of times when in my mind, there are things that I wanted to do and 
God decided otherwise. He said, no, I know you're thinking this, but I want you to do this. And a lot of times, like all of us, we want to know why. Why did you choose this for me? And not even just for me personally, but you may see other situations and things that people go through. And you're like, but God, I don't understand. Now, of course, I've done episodes about trusting God when you don't understand, believing God when you don't don't know all the ins and outs. But from a personal perspective, what I've learned is God's obedience does not require an explanation. Meaning, if we're called to obey God, then sometimes it doesn't matter what we think. Actually, all the time. It doesn't matter what we think. It doesn't matter how we feel. And sometimes it doesn't matter if we don't understand. We have to remember that God is God. And we are his children. We are his creation. So we are in no position to require God to explain himself. Because think about what that is. Us being sinners who are only saved by God's grace, who only saved because he decided to save us. We have the audacity because we don't understand the omnipotent, omnipresent, uh, you know, God who knows all. We have the audacity to want to know, well, why did you make that decision? Or why didn't you do what I thought you should do? But what I learned this year is that God doesn't owe me an explanation. Now, sometimes he will give us an explanation. That's just because he chose to. And because he's loving, but sometimes he doesn't give his explanation, sometimes because he just doesn't want to. And we talk about the sovereignty of God, but when he's sovereign, that means he does whatever he wants. So he doesn't owe Kevin an explanation just because Kevin doesn't understand, or Kevin doesn't want to do it, or Kevin doesn't feel like doing it, or Kevin is mad or upset because God chose this direction versus direction that I would have chosen. So I've learned that he doesn't owe me an explanation. And again, my obedience to God should not be conditional based on understanding what God is doing. And again, there may be something that you hadn't encountered this year, but for me, that's something he had to show me on multiple occasions. That if I'm who I want him, if I'm who I want, he wants me to be, then that means that my obedience cannot be conditional or subject to whether or not I'm in compliance to what his directives are. And because he's God, because he's sovereign, because he is who he is. Kevin does not have to receive an explanation in order to carry out his plans. So that was something for me that I had to learn, and it was the hard way. <laughs> Sometimes those are the lessons we have to go through. Sometimes we got to hit our head a bunch of times before we learn, and that was for me. The second thing that I learned uh, this year is that many people, who call themselves Christians, they want church, they don't want Christ. And again, I have episodes where I kind of alluded to this, but for some reason, 2023, the things I've seen on social media throughout the year um, just really reinforce that belief that I have. Because you see so many people put so much emphasis on church. Not saying you shouldn't, but it's an overemphasis on it. So much so that people do things in church that they know or they should know God is not pleased with. We've turned church, and again, I talked about this ad nauseum. We turned church into a performance hall. We turned it into an entertainment center. We've turned it into a self-help seminar. And people are so excited to go to church, but they're not as excited to learn about the person who formed the church. They're not excited to get into the Word. They're not excited to 
study. They're not excited to have prayer. They're not excited to evangelize. They're not excited to learn how to defend the faith. And there's so many people who look at this church as the answer to prayers. As long as I have a good church and I go for this hour and a half, that's good. And Jesus may want something from me, but that's secondary to me coming to this building every week or if I go on Tuesdays or whatever the case may be. And it's just really disheartening. And hopefully in 2024, we'll have a return back to people going to church for Christ and not just so they can say, let me check off my Christian checklist with the church today. Okay, good. So now I went to church, God can bless me. Or I went to church, so now I feel better about my spiritual life because I went to church. The whole time, where's the relationship with Christ? So when you and I, and again, I've talked about this before, but just it's more of an emphasis I see on people who are really just focusing on the church. They're focusing on going there and everything revolves around that. But then if you ask them just some fundamental things about Christ, about the relationship, not only that, of course, you've probably seen the videos a bunch of times when you ask people, you see these videos like on TikTok, where someone will go to a stranger, hey, uh, do you believe in Jesus or do you believe your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Now, what's interesting is the people who don't know Christ, you expect them to be like, I don't want to hear that or I'm not interested. So that's a given. But what's interesting is people who were asked about Christ, their response was church. They were asked, do you believe your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Do you believe you're living for Christ? Oh, I go to church. So wait a minute. So Christ is the answer, but church is the substitute answer? So again, I don't want to belabor the point because again, this is not a real episode. (laughs) But something I learned this year, um, and it was again, it was really disappointing and hopefully we'll get you know, more people to teach the word and more people to be excited about God himself more so than just the gathering. That's the second thing I learned this year. The third thing I learned this year, and I got four, I only got four. <laughs> the third thing I learned this year is simple but profound. God knows exactly what you need. Now, when we talk about God meeting needs, We like to think about things that are tangible, which are true. God knows you need clothing. God knows you need shelter. God knows you need food. God knows you need to have the ability to obtain those things. So he knows that you need these things. The scripture says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things, food, shelter, all these things will be added. So the scriptures are replete with with Jesus telling us not to worry about these things. How the lilies don't worry. The the, the sparrow doesn't worry about food and all this stuff. And we're more than sparrows as far as words. So why should we worry? But when it comes to what we need, this year I learned it was more than just those tangible physical things. God knows at moments when we're trying to lift him for him, sometimes we need to be encouraged. Sometimes you need God to wrap his arms around you and to tell you or me, keep going. I know it's hard. I know you've had a rough time. I know things are not where you want them to be. I know you have a vision for where you want to go. I know, first point, I haven't explained why I put you in this place. You don't know what's the next step. I have not revealed it to you and now you're discouraged. So now I need to encourage you. 
And it's one of those things sometimes I learned again this year that he will give you that encouragement sometimes in preparation for a test or a trial. So sometimes, because we think about encouragement after the trial, which is needed, and God knows we need that. But have you ever considered that sometimes God gives us encouragement before the trial, before the test, before the issue? And I know for me and people that I've come in contact with, shout out to my sister, Dr. Briggs. <laughs> we've talked about this, that sometimes God knows here's a trial pending. And Kevin is going to have to go through this trial to get where I want him to go. And it's going to hit him hard. So let me encourage him now to buffer him now in anticipation of the test. And we see this, talk about this episode with Jesus, when he was tempted by the devil for 40 days and 40 nights. That came after he had the encounter with the Holy Spirit, filled him afresh, and then the Spirit led him to be tested. God does same thing. And I experienced that. So sometimes we need encouragement. But check this out. Sometimes God knows we need a whooping. <laughs> we need a reprimand. Sometimes God lets you know, Kevin, mm-mm, bad Kevin. Nope, that's not it. You did wrong. Mm-mm, you're straying. You're going the wrong direction. Nope, do not go. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> Some people who are young are like, what are you talking about? That's an old reference. But Sometimes God knows we need to be reprimanded. Sometimes God knows that we may mess up and he has to bring us back in line. And the scripture says God chastises those he loves. So sometimes he knows we need to be checked. Sometimes old school, God got to get that proverbial switch, that belt or whatever it is and give us a whipping. And I got the welts to prove it this year. I've gotten many whippings this year. And there's one thing he told me. He knows we need it. Now, we don't necessarily want to have it, but, but God says, I need you to stay with me. And I don't need you to stray. I don't need you to fall prey to the enemy's tricks and your own desires, which are not always good. We forget about that. The scripture says the enemy only tempts us with what we want. And when we're tempted by what we want, then we're pulled away to sin. So God knows sometimes we need encouragement, but sometimes he knows We need a reprimand. Sometimes we need to be rebuked. We need to be reminded that, nope, that's not my plan for you. Nope, that's not the way you're going. You know what? You made a misstep here. Now, God is so awesome. He can reprimand us without disowning us. Because sometimes with us, let's be honest, if someone does us wrong, sometimes our tempers and our fuse is so short, our temper is so short, our patience is so short, somebody may mess up one time and we'll cut them off. How many times have you messed up this year? You can't even count. I can't either. If you go by God's standard, we've messed up so many times, there's not enough numbers to count up that high just in the last 300 plus days of 2023. But God knows sometimes we need a reprimand. But then thirdly, God knows sometimes we need consolation. Now, encouragement means to let you know, hey, it's going to be all right. You know, I'm with you. I know things are rough. But consolation comes in the fact that sometimes, again, we go places and do things and people will disappoint us. And we're disappointed because and it fits in when we get that reprimand. 
at the same time, the old school way, right? Your mom and dad will whip you and then turn around and clean up the wounds. <laughs> God knows we need to be consoled sometimes because even when we try to do the right things, we still fail. And sometimes we need God to console us and give us comfort. So encouragement is meaning to help us to keep going. But consolation helps us to make sure that we, when we keep going, there's a reason to keep going. Because sometimes we need to be consoled because when we mess up, and this is Kevin, when we mess up, the one thing we feel most is that God doesn't want us anymore. We feel I've messed up for the last time. This is the point where God, you no, know, he's not going to forgive me this time. I, 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 this is a lesson I should have learned by now. I still don't trust him like I should. I still don't study like I should. He's already encouraged me. He's already given me a reprimand. And guess what? I'm still messing up. And of course, the enemy comes in and makes you and I think that we're beyond saving. That at this point, what's the point? So God will console us and say, you know what? Just like Peter. Peter needed to be consoled after he denied Jesus three times. The scripture says, go tell the disciples and Peter. And the scripture says that he met Jesus when he resurrected. He met with Peter privately. Now, the scripture doesn't say what they discussed, but he made his point to console him after he felt so bad about denying Christ. Now, if we put ourselves in Peter's shoes in some form or fashion throughout 2023, we've done a Peter. We've denied him in some area. Now, you might say, well, I never denied Jesus was God. No, you didn't. I didn't deny that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. No, you didn't. But you denied him in his request to serve. You denied him in his request to be obedient. You denied him in his request to do what he's called you to do. And if you're like me, and again, this is about Kevin, you felt horrible. And you felt like you were not worthy. But God, knowing what we need, he says, I know Kevin needs to be consoled and reminded like Peter and like one of my favorite stories in the Bible, prodigal son, you're still welcome in the family. You're still my son. You're still restored back to where you were before you transgressed, before you had this guilt trip, before you felt like you weren't worthy. So God sometimes knows we need to be encouraged. We need to be reprimanded, i.e. whipped, (laughs) and we need consolation. And the last thing for this year that I learned, and again, this is just for trying to keep it really short and sweet. Again, this would be a lot longer if I told you guys everything that I went through in 2023. But one thing I learned is God's plans are not predictable. And again, talked about this in previous episodes, and like I already said, some of these lessons are remedial. We still don't get it. Now, when I say they're not predictable, for me, Personally, this year, I've had a number of opportunities of things where I was praying to God for to do. And he gave me a situation or a scenario where it looked like this is it. Yes, finally, the answer to my prayer. And turns out, God was like, nope, that's not it. That's not it. And what I've learned for me, that sometimes for me, God will present a scenario that seems like exactly what I asked for, but there will be a little bit of a compromise to get it in the sense of 
maybe something that's 85% close to what he wanted. And the other 15%, well, I might have to yeah, finagle a little bit, but it's I've been waiting, and this is it. And if, if I got to get 85% just to get it, because I've been waiting so long, I, hey, I, I'll take 85%. I'll take it. And what, what happened was, and I give God glory for the Holy Spirit helping me to do this, I would, even though it looked like it was a real thing, inevitably, I would pray. And I prayed to say, Lord, if this is what you want me to have. And every single time I did it, he was like, nope, that's not it. <laughs> so I'm like, but Lord, it, but it, this is it. This is, I've been waiting and I've been praying and I've been fasting. And this is so close. It's like, it's, it just doesn't, it, it's the same present. It just doesn't have a bow. All it's missing is the bow on top. It's the ice cream sunny. All it's missing is the cherry. He's like, nope. If it's not the cherry on top, if it don't have my bow, if it doesn't have my seal, that's not it. Now, you might be saying to yourself like me, why would God have me go through that? Why would he have me get this fool's go? Why would he get my, 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 you know, my hopes up and be like, nope, that's not it. And pull the rug from under me. What I learned, <laughs> a trend here, is that God says, do you trust me? Do you trust me that I'm going to give you exactly what I said and dare I say even more? Or are you only trusting me to the degree of what you think I should do? And that's something he's teaching me and I'm sure he's probably teaching you. So his plans sometimes will look like the real thing. And could it be that God says, I'm going to let the enemy present something that looks like the real thing, an imposter. It looks almost like it. You ever see these people um, who are like impersonators, celebrity impersonators? You go to Vegas, other places, you got like an Elvis impersonator, Michael Jackson impersonator. And sometimes you look at, oh my gosh, this guy, this lady looks just like this person. They move just like this person. They dance just like this person. And some of them even sing just like this person. But then you notice that when the show is over, when you look at how they really look, they're not the real person. They may be close, but they're not the same person. I think the enemy sometimes gives us blessing impersonators. I want to see because I want you to take something less than and it be short and it proves that you didn't trust God. Because what happens is he will present that imposter, that impersonator, when you feel like you just can't wait no more. And it's to the point, I, you know, I'm tired of waiting. It's been three years. It's been two years. It's been five months. It's been six months. It's been whatever. And at this point, look, Lord, I'll take whatever I got to get to get me out of it. So when you at that wit's end, that's when that impersonator comes. But God's plans are not predictable. What I've also learned is too, when God does what he said he's going to do, you never see it coming. It never comes in the way that you predict. Because the flip side of this, I've had God do things for me. And I'm like, where did that come from? How did you how did you make that happen? I didn't expect that phone call. I didn't expect that email. I didn't expect that person, this thing to come. What? Where in the world did that come from? I was expecting you to move. I trust you. But it seemed like to me you was going to come through this channel, through this person through this method and it's like nope totally from left field and you're like okay i'll take it and it works out better than you could ever imagine so god specializes 
and letting us be tested in the trial in preparation for the best of the blessing. But he says, I do you trust me? Do you trust me that even when you feel like I'm not working, that I'm working? Even when you feel like I'm not moving, I'm moving. Even when I'm not speaking to you, doesn't mean I'm not speaking over your situation. And that's something that I had to learn and still learn. That God's ways, as the scripture says, is not always his thoughts, not our thoughts. Now, these are one of those scriptures we read, we hear, we talk about, but do we really understand that? When he says his thoughts and our thoughts, so that means, family, get out your mind, and I'm learning this. Whatever you're asking God to do, don't place limits on how you think he should do it. Tell God, whatever method you do, help me to trust you until you do it your way. Now, that's hard because we want to be in control. We want to know every step. We want to know every every part of the plan. But God, again, going back to the first one, doesn't owe us an explanation. So, but do we trust him that even when we don't understand what he's doing, that he's doing something for our good? So that's all I got. Again, this is not a regular episode. This is kind of like an end of the year review. Um, I don't know if I'm going to do another one before the end of the year. We'll see. This is kind of like a good way to wrap up 2023. Um, And again, I'm still working on some things for the channel. Uh, Great things are coming ahead. And I just wanted to give you guys something again to tie you over because it's been a couple of weeks since I've done anything. Um, But I hope that if you've experienced some of these for yourself, you can say, amen, Kevin, I'm with you. If not, you can learn from my mistakes. (laughs) Either way, I hope this is a blessing and a lesson for you. But uh, enjoy the rest of the year. Continue to serve God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I'll end it like I always do. Make sure your light shines brightest for the Lord Jesus Christ beyond the benediction. Until next year, which is a couple weeks away. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2024. Be blessed.